0: A new project at the National Museum of Taiwan Literature aims to put literature on the dinner table.
1: A new menu at the Tainan Museum Cafe gives visitors a taste of Taiwanese literature a little more literally than usual. Many dishes are based on famous writings or reference authors' culinary lives.
2: Golden yellow eggs are poured into a hot pan and sautéed into a delicious omelette. Nearby, a chef spreads mashed potato on bread, following up with a squeeze of sauce and some salad leaves. Then it's burger patties made of tofu and plant-based mock meat. This is how American-style lunch is served at the National Museum of Taiwan Literature.
3: The idea comes from two essays by Liang Shichou, tofu and McDonald's. The inspiration was that he said writing them was a bit like making hamburgers. So we made them into tofu burgers following a plant-based diet. The
2: tofu burgers are inspired by a cottage's sketchbook, a collection of essays titled after a place where Liang Shi Cho once lived. After the burger, visitors can enjoy this red treasure box dessert. It's based on carrot with a lemon cream cheese icing. And it's inspired by an essay called Carrot Cake. I
3: wrote I wrote about a conversation that I had with my late mother while I was making carrot cake. I first ate carrot cake at my friend's home in London, that is in the West. I was studying there. It was something I had never eaten in Taiwan. I was really surprised by it. We launched this event to bring literature and food together so that while we're eating, we can understand how many people have imbued food with very profound meanings that will enrich our lives. The National Museum of Taiwan Literature wants to bring literature into our daily life.
2: The museum hopes its lunches will transmit Taiwan's heritage in all its sweet, sour, spicy, and aromatic glory. The literature project talks in mouthfuls,
1: not sound bites. One strong orchestra will start its eighth country tour later this month. From October 18th to 20th, the orchestra will tour Yunlin, Zhanghua, and Pingdong.
0: The classical orchestra prides itself on bringing world-class music to unusual venues, attracting audiences who don't normally feel at home in a classical concert. Director Li E hopes they'll reach more listeners than ever before.
2: A lively melody relics along. One Song Orchestra is in the Taiwanese countryside for its eighth charity tour this October. The orchestra has chalked up more than 100 performances in the five years since it began. Now it's breaking the mould of past shows by bringing the audience into professional venues for a world-class musical banquet.
4: We want to try a new format, which is to come to a regular formal concert hall and get everyone to come to this regular venue to enjoy a formal concert. So basically, we can include more people and give the exact same style of performance, but sharing it with more people.
2: The three-day tour will visit Yunlin Jianghua and Pingdong with matinee performances for kindergartens and elementary school students, afternoons at high schools and universities and public evening concerts for free. The programme will be different at each
3: performance.
4: For the children's programs, we have some cartoon and movie tunes which they will know. And we will also introduce them to music from Taiwan's four largest ethnic groups. We want to lay deep foundations of Taiwan's most beautiful voices for our little friends.
2: The tour aims to give people of all ages a relaxed introduction to Taiwan's many musical traditions and its rich classical musical heritage.
0: The wedding industry is still in turmoil as COVID recedes. Wedding banquet venues are running out of slots for events in 2022 as the backlog of delayed weddings lingers on.
1: Couples who more recently decided to tie the knot are struggling to find a venue. And the relaxation of boardy rolls has unleashed a craze for weddings and honeymoons abroad. A
4: couple inspects a wedding venue. They check out the planned flow of people and the banquet tables, even the dishes on offer. The last two years of COVID have disrupted everyone's wedding plans, and many couples are unwilling to wait any longer. There are lots of nuptials to cram in 2022.
5: Lots of wedding venues have been first dealing with the backlog of people whose weddings were delayed, so we could only get a slot at the very end. We will have to look at a lot of companies and venues.
4: There's a backlog of
5: weddings booked from the pandemic that has still not taken place. Now, there
4: are not many good dates left in 2022, and venues are selling out fast. Some venues don't have space until late
1: 2023.
5: It's up until the second half of next year, the third quarter more or less. Actually, all our inquiries and bookings are 20 to 30 percent more than they were. So our small halls are almost 90 percent booked up. With the borders opening, that will mean couples can finally go abroad. Honeymoon destinations may still primarily be the familiar names we knew before, such as the Maldives and island nations of that kind.
4: The wedding platform owner says that 90 percent of couples are keen to go abroad as part of the wedding, since border restrictions relaxed. Some popular honeymoon spots are the Maldives and Phuket. After two years of travel restrictions, newlyweds are the first to jump at the chance to spread their wings.
1: National Day celebrations this year had a special twist. Choirs in three places across Taiwan sang the national anthem in unison through a live feed. One of those choirs was in Dong In, Taiwan's northernmost island.
0: Back in Taipei, the military's drill team also wowed crowds by performing an arms dance with their left hands for the first time. It was a day of celebration and surprises.
5: Seven military personnel and coast guards stand in formation in front of a children's choir from Matsu. Together, they sing the national anthem in Taipei. This year, they were joined by choirs all over the country via a live video feed. One ensemble sang at the northernmost point in Taiwan, on Mazu's Dongying Island. Another was in Kaohsiung's Zuoying District, where naval officers sing in formation in front of a Ta-Jiang-class corvette. It was the first time that choirs in different locations around Taiwan sang together through video feed, symbolizing this year's National Day theme of unity and national defense. Back in Taipei, the camera tilts up to show a Chinook transport helicopter flying above the presidential office with a massive ROC flag, half the size of a basketball court. This year's National Day celebrations featured a vast array of performances to instill national pride. (laughs) On stage are the musicians of Pakalong, an album that won a Grammy Design Award earlier this year. They dance alongside indigenous performers beneath the stage, holding blue ribbons symbolizing the waters of the East Coast. The Fooling Tigers youth baseball team also joins in, cheering and making swinging gestures in unison. The military's rifle drill team also performed, this year performing with their left hands for the first time, wowing the crowds. Overhead, Air Force fighter jets flew in formation, as if taking the baton from the drill team, which was followed by a lively choral performance of a Hakka classic with 111 singers, one for each year since the founding of the ROC. In the final act, five AT-3 jet trainers soar across the sky at 1,200 feet above the presidential office, dragging plumes of red, white and blue smoke as they zoomed by at 240 knots. The performance was met with cheers of excitement from the crowd, marking a perfect ending for the day's celebrations.
0: Several countries from all over the world have congratulated Taiwan on its national day. One of them was Lithuania. The country's foreign ministry took to Twitter with a message wishing a happy National Day to all Taiwanese people.
1: Lithuania added that it looked forward to strengthening its friendly ties with Taiwan. Other countries, such as Japan, sent delegations to Taiwan to take part in the National Day celebrations. Twenty Japanese lawmakers from a parliamentary friendship group took part in the National Day Parade, alongside lawmakers from Taiwan's Japan Friendship Group. Together, they celebrated the strong friendship between the two countries.
0: The relaxation of Taiwan's border rules is an encouraging sign for Taiwan's retail industry. In the Ximen shopping district of Taipei, many businesses are excited about the imminent return of foreign tourists to their streets.
1: Stores that have sat empty through the pandemic are starting to buzz again, and many limited fronts are getting a revamp.
5: A decorator is busy fixing wires. There's no time to lose before Taiwan's borders reopen and a flood of overseas tourists return to
6: Ximeng.
4: Right now, there are quite a few doing renovations around Xining South Road and the MRT here. Ximen shopping district was built on tourists but became a disaster zone during the pandemic. Up until mid-September, half of the business spaces on Cinema Street were empty. But in just two weeks, renovations have sprung up on many stores and
5: on many roads. In this pedestrian area and on the main road, there are at least 10 newly opened businesses, mostly food and drinks, clothing and accessories.
4: In the past, the rental rates for stores in Ximending were 20,000 NT or more per ping at their highest. The rates now are about half what they were and landlords have really been able to experience how much better it is to get in the tenants that are available, rather than having the store lie empty long-term.
5: Real estate agents say that inquiries for Shiman locations are through the roof. Landlords are lowering their rates in an effort to get tenants into their premises. But some say that once the pandemic is passed, eventually contracts will expire and the high rates of yesteryear may return.
1: Taiwan is about to reopen its borders, and people are itching to travel abroad. Even though it's a time of skyrocketing airfares, some new airlines are bucking the trend with travel promotions. From October to November, they are offering discounts for flights to Okinawa and some tickets are less than 10,000 NT. Industry experts say these airlines are trying to attract passengers with cheaper airfares.
0: Despite this, they say that airfares in general won't drop down to pre-pandemic levels until the second quarter of next year at the earliest. At 10 minutes past midnight on October 13th, a Tiger Air flight will take off from Thailand. In addition to independent travelers, it will transport a 30 to 50 member tour group that will come to Taiwan for sightseeing. After they land, the Tourism Bureau will give them a special gift in a ceremony to welcome back the first international tourist group in the post-pandemic era. Though organizers intended for the National Day celebrations to foster unity in Taiwan, criticism from opposition parties abounds. On the pro-China side of the political spectrum, officials from parties such as the KMT have protested that this year's official National Day logo makes no mention of the ROC or Republic of China, which is Taiwan's official name.
1: KMT Party Chair Eric Chu says its absence is proof that the Thai administration is taking Taiwan on the road to independence. Meanwhile, the Taiwan State Building Party, which advocates for Taiwan's separation from the ROC, says October 10th is not actually a day for Taiwan to celebrate. The party says Taiwan's true national day will be whenever Taiwan becomes independent from the ROC.
4: Holding up national flags, KMT Chair Eric Chu leads party members in wishing the ROC a happy birthday. The KMT on Monday held a National Day flag-raising ceremony of its own at its party headquarters. The event was attended by former President Ma Ying-jeou, former Taipei Mayors Wu Bo Xiong and Hao Longbin, and Taipei mayoral candidate Jiang Wan-an, among many others. Together they protested that the official logo for this year's celebrations did not include the word
5: The ROC exists. We all exist here together. Defending the ROC is our shared responsibility. We say no to the DPP's daily attempts to make the ROC invisible and to eventually destroy it. The Tsai administration promoted this as the Taiwan National Day. The words ROC are gone. The only way to change this precarious status quo is by changing the government and changing its policies.
4: Ma once again protested the branding of this year's National Day logo, saying that leaving out the words ROC from the design was a DPP Taiwan independence tactic. After the flag-raising ceremony at the KMT headquarters, he and Chu headed to the official event at the presidential office. Ma chose to forgo the face masks with the official National Day logo, wearing ones with a pattern of national flags instead.
5: (laughs) the work of making the Republic of China, Taiwan, a more resilient country.
4: Ma joined the rest of the officials in applauding after Tsai referred to Taiwan by its official name. At the event grounds, Taipei Mayor Kewenje said that the ROC was still the biggest common denominator in Taiwan. Meanwhile, the Taiwan State Building Party on Monday held a press conference saying that the current National Day celebrations are not
5: actually celebrating Taiwan.
0: 10th, 10th, not Taiwan.
5: October 10 is not the national day for the people of Taiwan. What year was it that Taiwan was founded on October 10th? The ROC is celebrating its 111th anniversary. That marks the founding of China in 1911. In the future, Taiwan's national day will be a day to celebrate its independence.
4: The Taiwan State Building Party says that the ROC's anniversary is not a celebration for Taiwan. Party members say that Taiwan will only truly have a national day of its own after it becomes a separate entity from the ROC.
1: Aside from comments on cross-strait relations, President Tsai Ing-wen also brought up Taiwan's semiconductor sector in her National Day speech. Tsai said that the concentration of chip fabs in Taiwan does not pose risks to international supply chains.
0: One analyst said that in the face of the U.S.'s Chips and Science Act, Tsai hopes to convey to foreign investors that investing in Taiwan is safe. Let's hear what President Tsai said. We are- I wish
5: to convey to Taiwanese and the international community that having semiconductor manufacturing concentrated in Taiwan is not a risk. It is the main arrangement for the global semiconductor industry. We will continue to maintain our advantage and capabilities in manufacturing cutting-edge semiconductors. We will also continue to assist the reorganization of the global chip supply chain, positioning ourselves in the best way possible within that, and further cementing the globally important status of Taiwan's chips. In fact, about two-thirds of a 52 billion U.S. dollar budget in the CHIPS Act is set aside to subsidize companies looking to invest in the U.S. chip sector. The thinking of the U.S. government at the time was that Congress may not support this type of subsidy program, so they use the threats faced by Taiwan to gain support for the bill. The comments made by President Tsai today have different layers of meaning to them. On the surface, what she's saying is that when it comes to Taiwan's chips and other advanced technologies, foreign investors need not worry too much."
0: In an interview with Tokyo-based Bungae Shunju magazine on August 10th of last year, Tsai said that Taiwan's semiconductors are highly competitive due to the industry's well-established production clusters and unique business model. She described Taiwan as a safe and reliable partner for the world. President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday delivered her seventh national day address as the leader of Taiwan, The speech contained plenty of references to cross-strait relations.
1: Tai stressed that Taiwan remained committed to being able to defend itself, adding that the country would not leave anything up to fate. She urged Beijing to not misjudge Taiwan's commitment to freedom and democracy, saying that maintaining peace was a shared responsibility of both sides of the (laughs) strait.
5: ceremonial music plays as President Tsai Ing-wen appears at the National Day celebrations. This year is her penultimate time attending the event as president.
4: Today is the 111th National Day of the Republic of China and the 73rd National Day since the Republic of China
5: government relocated to Taiwan. At last year's address, Tsai listed out four commitments on cross-strait relations. This time around, she enumerated four key areas to enhance Taiwan's resilience.
4: The international community fully understands that upholding Taiwan's security means upholding regional stability and democratic values. The destruction of Taiwan's democracy and freedom would be a grave defeat for the world's democracies. Through our actions, we are sending a message to the international community that Taiwan will take responsibility for our own self-defense, that we
5: will not leave anything to fate. Tsai said that Taiwan was determined to defend itself. She also directed some words at Beijing regarding its constant military threats and its pressure on Taiwan's diplomatic allies to cut ties with Taiwan. The broadest consensus among the Taiwanese
4: people and our various political parties is that we must defend our national sovereignty and our free and democratic way of life. On this point, we have no room for compromise. The Beijing authorities should not make any misjudgment on account of Taiwan's vigorous democratic system. They must not mistake that there is room for a compromise in the Taiwanese people's commitment to democracy and freedom, and thus attempt to divide Taiwanese society by exploiting the fierce competition between our political parties. I want to make clear to the Beijing authorities that armed confrontation
5: is absolutely not an option for our two sides. Tsai called on China to respect Taiwan's insistence on sovereignty and democracy. She also voiced hope that the two sides of the strait could coexist in peace.
6: We
4: We look forward to the gradual resumption of healthy and orderly cross-strait people-to-people exchanges after the loosening of border restrictions on both sides, thereby easing tensions in the Taiwan Strait. Provided there is rationality, equality and mutual respect, we are willing to work with the Beijing authorities to find a mutually agreeable arrangement for upholding peace and stability
5: in the Taiwan Strait. This is our shared responsibility. Tsai ended her address evoking the spirit of Hong Ruilin, a Taiwanese artist known for his paintings of miners.
4: This is the years-long road we have traveled from a darker time to a brighter future, Today, saying I am Taiwanese is a statement of honor and an expression
5: of pride. As with previous years, the president's address on National Day contained plenty of words for the other side of the strait.